0: They tell NASCAR Drives, if you're heading into an accident, if there's an accident on the, on the track, um, you're supposed to accelerate into the accident, not decelerate. To speed up, because they want to get through it. And in a pandemic, as this is a cultural accident, we sped up instead of slowing down.
1: Welcome to the 100 CEO Project Podcast.
2: We're talking with Aaron Keller today, an author and the co-founder and managing principal of Capsule, an award-winning special projects marketing firm founded in 1999 and based in Minneapolis. Capsule is focused on identity, naming, visual, and messaging elements for clients like Stahl, Patagonia, Herman Miller, Smartwool, Target, 3M, Caribou Coffee, and many others. Aaron, thanks for being here.
0: Thanks for having me.
2: So in your 2016 book, The Physics of Brand, Understand the Forces Behind Brands That Matter, you and your co-authors argue that time is the most dear human resource because we all die. So smart brands work hard to save people time and allow them to enjoy time. So I'm wondering how you relate the concept of time and silver linings during this crazy time we've had in 2020.
0: Yeah, so what's interesting is that we have in this year we actually have more time most people would have more time right because they've been our community they're doing other things um and they and they also don't have activities they can do right so you can't go out to concerts and events and places so you can't be as busy with your time or have your time filled with the traditional stuff so you almost have to find new things to do um and i naturally as an optimist i've You know, in business, being an optimist, you have to constantly look to the horizon and trying to find new things that are positive that are happening. And um, one of the things that we've done is spent more time uh, having our staff get more educated, get smarter about what they do, um, finding new tools and methods and ways of working um, that save us time and save our clients time and use the efficiencies of the digital platforms that we have available to us. Um, And it's transforms parts of parts of our business in really positive ways. Um, And we've also that initial time when we went deep into COVID, um, we did. um, We spent a lot of time building up our our runway for events, for um, future potential clients and um, and really rethinking pieces of our business. So using that that extra time as much as we possibly could, mainly because we trusted our team to go out and and do what they needed to do, right? They're, no one's gonna be in a seat. You can't overlook whether or not someone's doing their job. There's no way to do that anymore. So you just have to trust um, and engage them with with things that get them excited about the future, not afraid of, or basically cocooning and not doing anything at all. So we did that, right? We got people excited about what could be coming out of this.
2: Do you feel like you had that trust before going in or was this something that surprised you or that you cultivated during the time? I,
0: I didn't realize we had it um it was you know it's it's a it's a two-way street like trust is right um employees trusted us and we trusted employees um they trusted that we had their back and that we were going to do everything we could to keep the entire team together which we did um, and then uh, we trusted them and that they were going to put forth every bit of energy and and their capabilities to 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 perform for clients and do great work Um, And they did now, you know, I'm, I'm certain that someone um, actually, some people said, you know, when they have something spinning on their computer that they have to download from the server or something happening that, yeah, they go over and do laundry. Of course, (laughs) in the middle of the day, you can't do that when you're in the office. Um, But that's just a a better use of their time at that moment. And I have no problem with that. I think it's great. Um, It's uh, it's the blurring the lines between what is work and personal time and personal life. And we're in the business of creating intellectual property for clients. So it's hard to blur the line when your brain is not working, right? Try to shut your brain down. Try not to think about something, especially a really interesting complex problem that a client has put in front of you. It's almost impossible to turn that off. Right? So, um, if we, if you hire the right people that are very much engaged and want to do what they do, they're going to be working on it, right? Their brains are going to be working on it. Can't build that time, but, we're project base so that's not a big deal but um, you know what I mean well I thought of your idea in the shower so you're billing me for an hour <laughs> of shower time <laughs> um, but they, you know they're they're constantly in the sense of the word working right their brains are working on things so um, there are times and of course you have to actually work on a computer to make your idea come to life in real form in a digital form or a, or a printed physical form but um, our team has done that. They've delivered and they delivered on stuff that's been fast and impressive. We had a, um, we were walking into the pandemic with a with a client that's Chinese owned, but they're out of Canada. Um, we were doing a research project and we do this research in store. So inside of retail environments. So as you can imagine that shut down but it was right at the stage, literally they were, the team was about to fly to China and in two weeks they were gonna go and we got shut down as far as we're not, no one can travel to China and no one from China come here. And so as much as the team immediately said, no, we're going to find another way. And we said, well, maybe we shouldn't find another way. Maybe we we'll just, let's figure out another way to do the research, which we did, or they did, um, and delivered for the client in such an amazing way. They did video interviews because um, people there weren't in stores either. So we had to send them artifacts to review and talk about Um, and we did all these, um, video diaries essentially, and it worked out incredibly well. Client was very pleased, um, with what came out of that. And it was the quick, you know, nimble adaptation to what we're facing. Right. Um, what's also great about it is they saw themselves do it. We saw everybody do it. So now we know we can do it right now. We just need another challenge. Right. And it's now it's basically the number of clients that have come to us since have become the next challenge. Right. Can can we do this one? It seems a little bit fast. We just had two big naming projects that came through at a flurry of speed, like naming really big things in a week or two at the most, really a week, and which is hard to do very fast. But we did, team did it, made it happen, it was great. I'm
2: sitting here thinking as a creative that sometimes I feel like sometimes clients don't realize that you're on all the time. At least for me, I'm always obsessed, fully immersed. I'm thinking about it when I'm not yeah. supposed to be thinking about it. So I was going to say, don't don't tell them you do it faster. They might think you're going to charge less.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Faster is still. Faster means more expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you're right. Right. We're always on. We have to be. Now, we might not be on for any one particular client. Right? The, the problem you're usually solving in your subconscious is the most challenging one, more than likely. Or perhaps your subconscious is working on all of them at the same time. and It's just a matter of... Because I find that if you, I let a client insert their problem into my mind and let me work on it, that even if I haven't sat down and crafted something around it, I'll have something for them by the time I see them again. You know, in whatever time period that is. Um, an answer, a thought, a perspective on it. So I just need time with it, essentially. Back to that time thought.
1: I want to back up to making your, your staff or your team excited about like bigger challenges. Did you do something specific to get them really excited about this time where there's so much uncertainty?
0: Yeah. I mean, we were open and transparent with our communication about everything that was going on in the business so they could hear it and talk about it. Um, not down to the minutia, but enough that they could feel confident in what we were planning and what we were doing. And I could see how hard we were as as partners in the firm working on this effort. Um, and then I would say optimism, um, knowing that I mean there's a I refer to it as the NASCAR rule, which um, is an odd little phrase, but they tell NASCAR drivers if you're heading into an accident, if there's an accident on the on the track, um, you're supposed to accelerate into the accident, not decelerate, which is. It seems counterintuitive, right? If you were driving in that situation, you'd slow down in an accident situation, but they're told to speed up, to speed up because they wanna get through it. They wanna get through that accident. Even if they bump a couple of cars, um, they wanna go through that situation, right? Um, and in a pandemic, as this is a cultural accident, a cultural you know, firestorm of ugliness, we sped up instead of slowing down. Um, we went headfirst into it um, in every way we could and um, gave those signals and everything we looked at. And um, as far as adopting new tools, going deep into Mural and using Mural in all kinds of ways, has been amazing for us. Um, and, you know, and just, and there also a daily check-in. So you have that, that water cooler time during pre-COVID, right? Or just for us, it was around the kitchen table um, in the office or the kitchen counter. Um, we didn't have that anymore. So we did daily check-ins. Um, and for the first three months they were filled with stuff to talk about after that first started to get fade away like well we don't really have as much stuff to talk about because we see each other every day so kind of you know so we had to fill it with exercises but the team has jumped in with exercises where they said well let's do these word exercises or well, let's do this thing and uh, and so they've started to fill in which is amazing we haven't had to um mainly because they want to see everybody and connect and and, uh, and it also feels good to, this is one of your communities of just a basic human being thing. Your work community is an important community of yours and being able to connect with people and see how they're doing, hear their stories, um, good or bad, whatever's happening in their world. And yeah, But I would say probably the central one was was optimism and accelerating into this as much as we possibly reasonably could.
1: I love the analogy.
0: So a small tangent, but, but irrelevant, my co-author seems to look through the lens of economics more often than anything else, even though he's got an advertising background, Mr. Dan Wallace. I do a call with him, and it was somewhat depressing because he he would look at it through the lens of, okay, the recession we're heading into. Uh, I said, is it a V recession, a U recession? He said, no, it might be an L recession. And I'm like, what? What's an L recession? <laughs> no, no. That's not a good shape. We can not have an L recession. That's, that, no, no. I'm like, Dan, I'm not talking to you for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very funny.
1: Speaking of kind of getting out of one's head and um, sharing it with other people, are you willing to share some of the silver linings that you found throughout this year with respect yeah. to the capsule?
0: Yeah, yeah. We have... Um, I feel closer to people all around the world, um, but than I do to people next door. certainly during that early those early stages, right? where you couldn't even get close to your neighbors or your neighborhood or anybody in your initial circles, right I felt I was having conversations with people from the Olympics and amazing all over the world kinds of conversations. So I felt closer to people around the world than I felt to the people next door, which was definitely a silver lining because you can, you can see that your reach is much farther than you realize. You know? You're know, you not just in the city you're in. Um, you can get very far with your conversations and everybody's facing it. That's the other thing. It, it was a global pandemic and everybody was facing very similar things. Um, that was a big one. Um, the figuring out how to work in this environment, present in this environment, get to know people in this environment, um, and not be able to shake hands, but yet still have good, solid, personable relationships. Um, because the kind of stuff we do is it's often a very trusted thing for a client. A brand to touch that is a very, very um, essential element of their organization if they know the value of it. So they have to trust you and to be able to get that trust via this environment is is critical. So figuring that out was a big silver lining for us. Yeah, I, um, and I would say just the wor- the new work methods has been a phenomenal silver lining in the in the conversations and these new tools has made it more efficient honestly to do the work faster for clients and faster for us not necessarily less expensive though <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah it is and it's uh, the like the thinking link thing we have had we've had the cmo of the new york times how would i ever have done that having the previous one that took place in our office, right? And I mean, it's amazing how far you can reach and how willing people are to have a, an hour conversation, sit down and and chat, right? And do this. Exactly. So I found that huge silver lining for all of this. So.
2: Last time we talked, you mentioned that at the beginning of it, you thought if you could just keep the team together that you guys would get through this. So in some companies have made layoffs, they've cut resources, trying to preserve their runway. So what made you kind of go the other way?
0: Optimism, I suppose. Um, why? I mean, I, looking back on it, and you could have said at one point in time, maybe it was ignorance, because optimism and ignorance sometimes get confused. Um, but it was, we have a really talented team. We already run pretty lean. Um, and we were coming into it busy uh, anyway. So, you know, with us, we have a certain number of clients and projects every year. It's not a large number. Um, we can, we can see those numbers either coming through or not coming through in, in new projects or new clients. So, um, we knew our runway that it was, it was solid. Um, and so we looked at it and said, well, some people have used this as an excuse to trim and to, uh, remove people. Um, I don't know. I don't prescribe to that, um, as a philosophy. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, because you basically are cutting out knowledge and experience and, you can't plop another person in there and get that exact thing out of that person. Um, and so I don't like to see that happen. Um, we spent a lot of time with our team to make sure that they're knowledgeable and capable of doing what they're doing. And we teach them some really interesting skills around the things that we do. So we want to keep them around. It um, us a lot more time to refill those things. So that was probably a big part of it. Yeah. And we kept the team and um, we had one person leave. She, she kind of got, not burnt out on design, maybe a little bit burnt out on design in general during this. But other than that, we've kept the team and now we've been adding to the team um, because we've gotten so busy, which is really nice. But yeah, it's been absolutely amazing to keep them around. And it was a promise I made to them to make sure we do this, right? So they could have confidence in where we were going um, as a firm and, and that they were part of that, an important part of it. So, because we're in the intellectual property business, right? and These are the people walking around with the intellectual property that's going to be able to create that for clients. Like they always, people always say the biggest asset, but I don't like to call them assets either because there's certainly much more than that.
2: So everyone gets a finishing question tailored to them and yours is what's your number one piece of branding advice for companies right now here in, where are we? October 27th,
0: 2020. Ooh, yeah. Um, Trust is at the center of all brands and all relationships with brands. Consider the things you're doing and whether you're doing them in desperation or whether you're doing them in a positive outlook on the world and will they build trust or deteriorate trust, right? Um, That's an important thing. There's a lot of possibilities definitely during a recession to discount things, to coupon, to destroy the value in what you're providing, whatever the offering is. Uh, be cautious about that, be careful about that, be thoughtful about it um, because you you need trust. And in this time period, trust is even more critical than anything else. So people want to be around trusted brands. Um, and so, and they'll remember the ones that did good and did well during this time period, right? Um, that's a really good perspective. And then invest in innovation, innovation around the experience, uh, innovation around an understanding of the brand story And then, of course, innovation in the product specifically itself. So wherever you can. That's my advice. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you both.
1: Aaron Keller, thanks so much for taking time to talk with us today. We had a blast. And for you guys listening, you can find Aaron and his team online at capsule.us. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please share it with your friends and colleagues who also have to navigate this leadership stuff. As you can see, this project is about to be a mini masterclass in every episode. Best part, it's free. So if you like it, please do us a favor and take a screenshot, share it on social with the hashtag 100CEO. That's 100 CEO. That way we can say thanks and share it in our stories. And finally, if you've got some insights you'd like to share and you're a CEO, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at 100CEOProject.com or on LinkedIn at the 100 CEO Project. Until next time, keep leading by example.